0: Good afternoon, to you. It is Sunday, October 23rd at 4:20 p.m. Uh, it's your host, Boiler Dowd, here with a late, a belated recap of Purdue's 35 to 24 loss uh, in Madison to Wisconsin. Uh, but before I dig in a little bit, let me thank our sponsors, Martin Vintage. Uh, head over to martinvintage.com. Interboiled at checkout after you purchase something, get 15% off. Uh, They have a new shirt. It's got an old timey Purdue Pete with some new stuff in the background. It's got the, uh, well, not that new, I guess, to most of you. It's got the bell tower over one, bell tower over this shoulder, and then the the engineering fountain behind him. Old timey Pete looks like he's from the 50s. Pretty cool blend of the old and the new, Uh, but uh, that's one of the things that. Martin Vintage is really proud of. They also have a couple things that I own in my uh, my T-shirt drawer, T-shirt uh, shelf. Uh, check them out. Enter Boil at checkout, martinvintage.com. And then, of course, when you're on campus next time, head over to AJ's on Vine. It's uh, eatajs.com if you want to order ahead. Uh, get a burger. Get a pint. Get some mac and cheese bites. Get some funnel cake fries like Anish and Jay talked about during the uh, Handsome Hour earlier this week. Or last earlier this week, I guess um and uh you'll enjoy yourself you have a good time there uh thank you to those who are tuning in live uh so i tried to i tried to wait um 24 hours i didn't get to 24 hours but a friend of mine texted me middle of the morning said you've waited longer than you usually do not really i mean when they lose i try to i try to keep it cool uh, hold on let me dress up really quickly there we go get my therm, uh, thermostat out of there um but uh yeah Sorry, when you're a one-man production team, something some things happen. Anyway, um, I'll just tell you my 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 first, my gut feeling, my emotion, my re, uh, my reply, my honest reaction to this game. Uh, it infuriated me, and um, and I tried to cool off for for a while, and uh, and I did cool off for a while, and I got to the point where I was like being real sarcastic. Got past the point where I was being real sarcastic in text messages and stuff like that. Tried to stay off Twitter with any uh, post-game comments. Just didn't think that would do any good. But, um, yeah, this one pisses me off. And um, I know I am positive. Everybody who plays for Purdue, coaches for Purdue, is much more competitive person than me. I'm sure of that. Uh, those guys bleed for the program. Um, but I don't get it. I just don't get it. If Wisconsin was ever primed for the picking and uh, ready to stop this ridiculous streak, it was yesterday, and Purdue couldn't even get close. They didn't compete. Um, That's really hard. That's hard to swallow. I think it's hard to swallow for anybody. I mean, you watch a guy who is an all-conference quarterback play his worst or second-worst game at Purdue. You watch veteran defensive backs just get circles run around uh, around them like they're standing still. You watch Purdue's Tough interior defensive line get blown off the ball time and time again. I I don't know. I don't know how to spin it other than uh, they completely deserved to lose, and then they lost. You spot twenty-one point uh, a twenty-one point lead within the first what three minutes of the game. What do you expect? Uh, I guess the twenty-one point the the fourteen point lead was in the first three minutes. The twenty-one point lead waited a couple minutes. But spot a team 21-point lead and then um, lose by 21. It wasn't really like Purdue held serve and really fought and competed. Uh, it just felt like Wisconsin was like, yeah, we're not really interested in playing hard right now. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, there's two things. I always feel, uh, maybe this is just me, but I always feel, like, more angry or more fooled when I start believing and then they do that. This, the, the emotion reminds me a bit of how I felt when Purdue lost a couple basketball games last season because I was like, "Well, maybe things are different." And Purdue's like really, I mean, early. Let's say December, January for the basketball team. I was like, "Okay, maybe th- maybe things are, are different, and this team is really going to get over the get over the top." By the time March rolled around last year, I just didn't think that, that team had the juice. I think I documented that here. This Purdue football team did some pretty amazing stuff and, and getting to 3-1 and one in the month of October is pretty noteworthy because of the way they did it and the teams they did it against. Sure, there are some games they should have won by more. There's no doubt. But going 3-1 to three and one with, I think, three road games is pretty impressive. Um, I just thought, for sure, if you're going to beat Wisconsin ever, you, you beat them yesterday. And so I guess we should just resign ourselves to the fact that Purdue's never going to beat Wisconsin. I think that's what everybody wants us to do i mean if you're pissed off uh, like i am uh i've heard people give you know say hey no big deal no big deal just just don't match up well with wisconsin every year jeff brom teams do this they just have a bad game okay so let's look at this so let's there's a couple ways to look at one you say yeah this is just that anomaly of a game that a jeff brom team has every season and that's all this is it's just it's just a it's a game that you throw away and you say, don't, don't look at the tape. This is something um, just kind of you, you've come accustomed to this is what Jeff Rom teams do. So is it that? Or is it a bigger indicator that Purdue's just not what I thought they were? Obviously, at the beginning of the season, I thought this was a 10-win team. I, I said that. I documented it here. I, I said 9 or 10-win team, and then I was like, okay, Purdue's going to win 10 games. I just felt like they could. Well, now that's off the table. Cool. Uh, unless they win out and then win a bowl game, but still, I wanted a, a ten win, <laughs> a ten win regular season performance. I thought it was popu- uh, possible, um, but then I had kind of thrown it away because of the not the Penn State game. The Penn State game never bothered me that much, but the Syracuse game bothered me the way it ended because they kind of just dealt that thing out and gave it back to Syracuse at the end of the game with some boneheaded play and some stupid things. The the what happened at the end of the game of the Syracuse in the Syracuse game was. The defensive backfield kind of showed us that they are going to give up big plays. They're going to do things that are boneheaded when you really need them to make big plays. And, and I think as Purdue fans, we've gotten used to that. Kind of said, okay, there's this one blind spot. The defensive backfield is, is not great. Um, they, 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 they have problems. And they showed it again versus Nebraska. They've shown it every game, honestly. They've shown it every game. We've said they're not going to cure it. Um, But yesterday, everybody got involved. And so to add insult to injury, if you haven't read or heard about it, Purdue left with a ton of injuries. To add injury to insult, I guess it would be. To add injury to um, ineptitude, however you want to say it. Say say the phrase however you'd like it. Um, Purdue leaves with a ton of injuries and on defense mostly, um, and that hurts really, really bad. And I think that's always a thing where you're like, okay, how costly was this loss, right? A lot of my friends have texted me and said, hey, no big deal. can still win the division. can still win the division. Sure, sure, they can still win the division. they got to beat Illinois to win the division. That's that's the biggest one that I see. And Illinois beat Wisconsin like a drum. Illinois is like a better Wisconsin but with a bad quarterback. Mertz yesterday, Purdue's defensive backfield, made Mertz look like he was uh, John Elway in his prime. He just looked super efficient, just kind of methodically picked him apart. Mertz is an okay quarterback. He was a highly touted recruit, but he's an okay quarterback. He's had, what, two really good games in his career. One of them was uh, during the COVID year where everybody th- said, you know, crown him. He's going to win the damn Heisman. And he hasn't shown much of that. But uh, I haven't looked at stats at all. Uh, I like doing that before I come on here just so it would be a big surprise. But um, I kind of let everything, the emotional part of me, get away from this and, and say, okay, it's." I would calm down enough to not – spit fire on um, one of these quick casts and then I decided I'm gonna watch highlights one more time from a different source and it just kind of stoked it and so right before I came on I got angry again so I apologize if you're offended. I don't really apologize. Um, if you're one of the people that you're, you're happy and you're like, okay everything's fine this is just gonna, what they're gonna do. I- I'm glad. I'm glad you can find that. I can't find that yet because to me they're just indicators here that are that are bigger than just Wisconsin. One of the indicators that I'm bothered by is maybe a bigger overarching theme, and that is that you can't get ready for this freaking game. That bothers me more than anything because you know this is one of those that puts you another step closer to a vision, division title, and it puts to bed a massive, massive pain in the ass that Purdue's football program has had for 20 years. It goes back to 2003, and I, my photo for this post was Ben Jones celebrating the overtime victory, the field goal, I believe. Was it a point after? I can't remember. But Ben Jones was on the team. Here's another thing that's interesting. You look at what happens in 20 years or 19 years, however you're counting. 20 years, I think. it's 20 years. Um, Wisconsin's quarterback in that game, I believe, was Jim Sorge, um, who became Peyton Manning's backup at, for the Colts for, for most of the time when the Colts were really, really dominant. So a guy graduated from college helped the team or was around during a, a dominant run that was uh, included a world championship and retired in that time, an entire pro career, and many entire pro careers. In fact, Jim Leonard, I think, was on that Wisconsin team, and and now he's Wisconsin's interim coach. And speaking of interim coach, Wisconsin's interim coaching staff just knocked Jeff Brom and his permanent coaching staff around. And I hope, I've been critical on the Purdue coaching staff when it's deserved it. I will repeat something, again, before I get into this any further, that I like Jeff Brom, I want him to be Purdue's coach, but I have no damn time for this stuff happening year after year. Um, And Jeff Brom had his lunch money stolen yesterday yesterday by Jim Leonard and and company. Purdue never looked like they could do anything, they never had a counterpunch, they never had an adjustment, and that's what I was hoping, I was like, maybe at halftime, the veteran coaching staff across the field will make the uh, adjustments because Clearly, Wisconsin was dialed in. Everything was in a perfect position to be in the game to put distance between them and Purdue. And then, of course, O'Connell not being able to play well was a big deal. But it, that, that was an, ad, an abject failure by Purdue. Um, Purdue's defense was bad. Purdue's offense was bad. Um, couple. Let's look at bright spots really quickly. Um, Devin Mockaby also uh, was, again, great. He averaged more than four yards a carry, um, he had over 100 yards rushing. Um, let me look at the stats real quick. Um, Kobe Lewis averaged over four yards a carry. Aiden O'Connell had 300 yards passing, but I think he completed 60-something percentage of passes. One touchdown, three interceptions. Awful game. Second worst game uh, as a Purdue quarterback. The other one, I think, was in 21. He had three interceptions in that one. I don't know which game that was. Uh, Charlie Jones had 10 receptions. Uh, he's hobbled. He's playing through pain. Um, 100 uh, 105 yards uh, no touchdowns. Payne Durham had a one-handed, um, that was a great play. Payne Durham had, had a one-handed uh, touchdown reception. I think it was his left hand. Awesome play. Um, Purdue missed another field goal. That was an important one. I saw one grade, uh, Carmen gave the special teams a B. That, that field goal was pretty important to me, the one he missed early in the game. It wasn't that deep of a field goal, um, and it just kind of felt like Early, the wheels were off, and that was part of the reason, part of the story, right? At that point, you had uh, Wisconsin gashing Purdue, uh, doing anything they wanted to. That's the thing that's bothered me so much about the Wisconsin domination over Purdue. Generally, in this series, and generally in the last decade, it has been Wisconsin teams that are, that are notably better physically than Purdue, bigger, stronger, faster, whatever. This Purdue team looked like they could compete, go toe-to-toe with them um, in the trenches And I base that on, not on just pie in the sky, but on the fact that Purdue looked really the part versus Minnesota. And maybe that's because Purdue was a little healthier at that point. Or maybe it's because um, Purdue didn't have a big pasta dinner before the the game. Whatever it is, uh, Purdue looked slow and sluggish. Wisconsin, again, as they have in many times in this series where they've just dominated Purdue, uh, just looked like they could do anything against Purdue. Uh, If they wanted to pass, they could. If they wanted to run, they could. The weird thing is this Wisconsin team, they don't, they don't have a Jonathan Taylor uh, walking through the, the, the locker room. They don't have a guy like that. And it felt a little better for some reason to say Jonathan Taylor is just a lot better than anything Purdue can do to stop it. And Wisconsin had a bunch of All-American linemen at that point too. And um, At one point during this series, they had an All-American quarterback. None of that's the case. So Purdue, um, they fall to what? Five and three on the season. Everything's still in front of them. That's the way the optimists can look at it that way. I'm glad you guys are out there. Um, they have to uh, beat, what, Iowa, Illinois. i uh, missing somebody in division. They also have Northwestern and IU. I know I'm missing one game. But they have a bye game before that. The next game is Iowa after the bye. Um, that's a big deal. That bye is really, really good. A lot of guys are going to get to rest who have needed rest. A lot of guys may be injured to the point where they might, might not be able to play even in two weeks. Uh... The good news is Iowa only plays on one side of the ball. They continue to do that. Um, so unless – well, maybe Aiden O'Connell will miss the linebackers again. They'll throw pick sixes. I mean, um, it's an uncharacteristic – it's not real fair to put this all at Aiden O'Connell's feet because he's been so good and so steady. And he continues to be who he is where he is a guy that um, – I don't want to say unflappable, but but he's close. Um, and he's a, he's cool under pressure. Um, he just He just did not have it yesterday. So – uh, let A couple comments. Thank you guys for tuning in live. Thank you guys for tuning in who are tape, uh, listening to tape. Uh, Todd Singer, always here. Thanks, Todd. Uh, good afternoon to you, sir. Um, Ted Berkey says, rough day for our boilers. Still have everything to play for. Get healthy and prepare to beat Iowa. Yep, right on, Ted. Agreed. Um, don't feel very good about it right now. Glad there's too weak for me. Um, Ancient Atomic Immortality says, our entire secondary is injured. We had a wide receiver playing corner. Yeah, by the end of the game, I, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Um, I don't know what that has to do with Purdue not being able to stop the run, uh, but um, I'm aware. I'm aware that injuries are there. Um, I'm aware of it. it. Does that mean Purdue should have spotted him 21 points? Uh, Mark Garrity said we need this bye week. Yep. Um, yep. Atomic mortality says them running the ball down our throat was the thing that pissed me off the most. Yeah, me too uh ted berkey after the game some people mentioned Brom should be fired i didn't say that uh and i know you're not hitting me i don't think that's a rational thought i think it's completely irrational i'm with you ted um but some changes need to be made especially in defense uh yeah okay so he says thoughts my first thought and i'm not positive i believe y- you guys can correct me if i'm wrong in the comments the people that are on still Thank God. Uh, God bless you for being on here. It's a negative cut. You're 15 minutes in. You're still at it. Thank you. Um, but my thought is that I might switch roles between Hagen and English on on uh, game day. Maybe I'm being rash. Um, I don't know. That's that's my first thought. So that's that's what I would do if, if I had to do one thing. Um, I think this defensive backfield problem is a major issue, and obviously it's going to be fixed by... Um, the only way it gets fixed right now is by the transfer portal Purdue has a couple guys that are young that are talented that don't play a whole bunch Uh, Javon Grigsby I think is his name if I remember correctly is a guy that I think has a ton of talent I think he's a free safety he's listed as free safety I think he's gotten on the field a couple times but I don't think he plays a significant role maybe he grows into a little bit of being what a lot of people thought he could a lot of recruiting magazines thought he was very talented I think he's from Louisiana Um, but they're going to have to hit the the um, uh, the portal hard in the offseason. In the meantime, Purdue has so many things to correct. I think Chris Jefferson is still out. Um, I wish he wasn't. Uh, let's see, Josh Clark. Uh, we will not beat Wisconsin under Brom. He was making no adjustments, and the players played horribly. Uh, when we've lost 16 straight to a team, no motivation really. Yeah, that no motivation part to me, Josh, is kind of the, the hardest one to swallow because I would think there are got There have to be people in that locker room who just want to change this this narrative that Purdue can't compete with Wisconsin. Because I know every athlete I know, every football player that I know that has ever played Division One or high-level football, those guys are just incredibly competitive. And and they also believe everything they do, they're going to win it. I mean, the guys that I know well, I can think of one exception. He's actually talked to us on Handsome Hour a couple of years ago. That's a different story. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, I think motivation wouldn't be a problem. I agree. And it did look like it was a problem yesterday. Uh, Josh Clark, the score might as well have been 100 to 15. We were gifted the Maccabee TD, uh, but the Rice catch should have been uh, TD. So you're fighting yourself there, Josh, because if, if Rice gets credit for the TD, which it was, it should have been a TD, um, then it wouldn't have mattered. if Mac- I think that's the same drive. So... A lot of people are questioning Brahms' coaching at that point, not getting that that play looked at. I agree. This is one of the examples of how I think Brahms and his coaching staff failed yesterday. So uh, everybody lick their wounds, get better. Purdue will get back. I mean, Brahms' record in November has been just incredible at Purdue, and we have no reason to believe it can't be incredible again this year. Um, Things are lined up, I'd say, well. But... If you think Purdue can just waltz through November, you're nuts. And if you think it's really easy for Purdue to win the West, you're absolutely crazy and you haven't been paying attention. Um, let's see. Tripod says, we're not good enough to be confident about being Iowa. I agree, Tripod. And I would say that um, if if Purdue's team comes into the Iowa game believing this is an automatic W like many Purdue fans do, they're as foolish as those fans I, I've been saying this since if you guys listen to Handsome Hour and other places the Handsome Hour more conversational but one thing in that I, I, I am afraid of the Iowa game and I don't say afraid it's too much of a word I'm not afraid of that, it doesn't affect my life but I'm bothered and worried about that game more than I am other games because of the extra motivation Iowa has their brothers at arms are, are on the other side at Purdue Tyrone Tracy and Charlie Jones um, Man, that Charlie Jones catch was amazing, I think I mentioned that but Charlie, That catch was absurd. Um, I, no, I didn't get to that. Charlie Jones' catch, I, I didn't talk about that because I talked about Payne Durham's catch. Charlie Jones' catch was that definitely one of those highlights that needs to be mentioned. But yeah, I, Purdue should be worried about Iowa. I agree. And they should come in ready to play the best team in the league because Iowa will be playing like that. Who knows? Maybe Iowa actually figured out the forward pass before that. Who knows? has uh, another game before they play Purdue, so we'll see what they do next week. Maybe they'll score double digits on offense. Uh, Mark Garrity says, "I missed the spark that Brom had in 17 and 18." Yeah, Mark, I think that's a fair that's a fair criticism. I think what the maybe how that plays itself is that Brom used to say things, and, and uh, Jay has quoted him. He used to say, "Well, we're going to run 40 to 50 trick plays this year." That idea, the idea of mixing it up and putting uh, putting plays in the arsenal that were more fun. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's something that Purdue doesn't really do at all anymore. And I have people, had people counter me with my idea of saying, yeah, I miss that too. Um, it was saying, well, you don't need to do that when you've got the personnel like Purdue does this year. Well, versus Wisconsin, it looks like that discrepancy, that disparity of talent is right back to where it was in year one, especially versus Wisconsin. Again, Minnesota and Wisconsin are pretty similar teams, Even to the quarterback this year, I would say Mertz and Morgan are similar type of quarterbacks. They're not guys that generally are going to win the game for you. So it seems like those two teams um, should be somewhat near each other. And Purdue looked like they played Minnesota completely different. They were toe-to-toe with them the whole game, playing that tough, in-the-trenches type of game. And in this one... Purdue couldn't do anything versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin just mowed them over time and time again, both sides of the ball. Um, ancient Astronaut says the game yesterday was embarrassing. I, so let me let me talk about something just real quick. We're, we're over 21 minutes. The word embarrassing is tough, okay? And I think I've talked to you guys before, about this before. I don't like the term embarrassing. Nothing against you, Ancient Astronaut. Because um, in my opinion, I say things that are embarrassing, generally when I think of embarrassing, I think of things that are character issues or thing that make me embarrassed to be a Purdue fan because I'm bridled somehow with those people that are doing bad things. I can't think of many examples of this, especially in the football program, where you're like, wow, that person's a bad person. Uh, they still are wearing Purdue. Purdue didn't make any actions. Kick them off the team. Kick them off the campus. That sort of thing. That That's where I think. Or a coach says something that's so outlandish and so awful and so, you know... Just a stupid thing that like a kid would say, and we've heard coaches for other schools say that type of thing. Where are like, okay, that's embarrassing. It, I don't think it's embarrassing to lose a game, but I do think on some level, let's 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 put this in another place. I'm not embarrassed about Purdue's football team, okay? Losing to Wisconsin, I'm mad. Uh, I'm I'm, and I'm probably way more mad than I should be. I'm 47 years old. You guys know that, so. Uh, but the idea of being embarrassed by these kids—I'm not embarrassed by them. I don't think they gave up. I just think they were—they looked like they were outmatched. They looked like they didn't care. I hate saying that. I'm not gonna say that. So let me retract that. <laughs> it got out of my mouth. Um, I thought they would be more motivated to win that game yesterday. Now, should Jeff Brom be somewhat embarrassed at the fact that he can't do any better than that? And I say he—he's—he's he's the coach. He's the guy getting paid millions of dollars. Um, he should take it very personal. Somebody, Something that was great during the radio um, uh, broadcast is, I um, can't remember who said it. They said, you should, in the second half, you should come in and take this very personal. And I agree with that phrasing, where those players should say, I'm sick of getting pushed around. I'm done with that guy beating me across the way. I'm done with anything 50-50, us losing. Take it personally, and then say, I'm not going to allow that to happen anymore, Right. Um but to say embarrassed, sorry, I went way too deep into that. You didn't ask for that. It's not your fault. Um Nathan Anderson says the gold beating Wisconsin may be the last demon slade. Winning the West and Big Ten seasons probably happens first. Very good point, Nathan. Uh you and I have talked many times virtually. Sadly, I don't think we've met in person. Um but um, yes, that demon slade. That's something that I think you said that. I know I said that multiple times. The idea that Brahm has been slaying those demons year after year. Um, you know he, He's done some things where it's like, okay, he couldn't do that, couldn't get over that, couldn't do that, and he did it, couldn't do that, and he did it. Wisconsin is something that it's not only a Jeff Brahm problem, it's a Purdue football problem that's gone on way too long, um, and there have been way too many opportunities. This was the best opportunity, though, and I think that's why everybody's so bothered. Well, I'm at 24 minutes. Um, I do appreciate, again, our sponsors, Martin Vintage. Um, and AJ's, um, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in, uh, tuning in live. Let's see. Yeah, I, well, let me say one more thing. I saw a comment from the handsome hour in the week. Somebody went and commented after the loss yesterday. Said my daughter or son, can't remember. Sorry, is a freshman at Purdue, and they weren't born the last time Purdue beat Wisconsin, and that type of thing. <laughs> again, I've talked about a couple things. The last time Purdue beat. Wisconsin, what was happening in the world. Uh, yeah, that human didn't exist. And my son is a junior in high school, and he was not born yet. Um, he's, he's, he grows up in a world that it's impossible for Purdue to beat Wisconsin. To all you Purdue fans that went, because it looked like there was a decent amount of you guys there, and a lot of them obviously were, they showed them on TV because they, they were dumbfounded. Couldn't believe it happened that way. Couldn't believe the game unfolded that way. Um, you don't travel to Madison to to see that type of loss. But um a lot of those were parents so they're great you know they're they're supporting their kids that's awesome it's great it's a different level of dedication obviously but the purdue fans that just came from wesley at west lafayette to go see a game in madison or the people that came from central indiana or wherever if you can maybe maybe you live up in milwaukee and you're purdue you're a boiler backer, easy to get there good but i'm told that is a brutal place to watch a game i'm told they're I've been told by multiple people the women will curse you down if you're going up an aisle in the opponent's gear. It's not just Purdue, it's just the way they handle things, just all class. But man, that has to sting, man. And I appreciate anybody who went there. I generally I look at things in a lot different way. If I go to a road game, I want it to be like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be a fun afternoon. I've been to Illinois, I've been Northwestern, been Michigan State, been to Michigan, been Ohio State, been to uh, never been to I've uh, Been to Penn State. Uh, haven't won. Uh, Purdue hasn't won all these games, but I felt good for one reason or another to go go to it. I saw Drew Brees get his can kicked around Happy Valley um, at Penn State, so I saw that. And when I was in school, when you're a student, obviously you'll go to road games a little bit um, quicker. And I went to Ohio State. Purdue got just shellacked by Ohio State back in oh fall of ninety four. So, uh, yeah, I've been to losses, of course. I saw Purdue get crushed with Kyle Orton in the big house in Michigan. So I've been there. It's, that's not a lot of fun. But Wisconsin, to me, has a special place in my heart right now for, like, oh, bad juju. I don't feel good about this one. The old thing that we talked about for years, put this one in Sharpie. For some reason, I didn't put this one in Sharpie, and that's probably why I feel betrayed. I've, I believed. And so with high expectations comes the great heights of yeah, I think this team is great and they can do big things. And then the low depths of when it doesn't come to fruition, you feel like you've been fooled or you feel like you've been played. So in some way, I feel that way. But anyway, it doesn't matter what I feel. Uh, onward and upward, I've vented a little bit. Maybe the catharsis of this post game has done me some good. Hopefully, it's done you some good. I appreciate you tuning in. God bless you. Have a great day. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon, later in the week. We'll see you.